Hey, I'm Colleen Clinkenbeard, and I play Monkey D. Luffy, and you are listening to Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Bum, bum, bum. Mises, welcome you to Chronicles by Campfire. Muy, muy good. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Christopher Stolly. Welcome to Chronicles by the Campfire. A uh, Basically an after show for Chronicles of the Lost Realm, as you guys may or may not be aware. Guess what? We started a new season. And with me is some of the new members and some of the returning members of the now hashtagged Stumble Crew. I'm going to go around the room let everybody introduce who they are, starting with our DM. Welcome. I am your friendly Drunkle Anvil. That's right, your Drunk Uncle Anvil. And I will, ta- I will be taking everyone on a nice, long story adventure. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> well, it's going to be long because we keep uh, just... Uh, character development. All words. Yeah, character development. <laughs> <laughs> Next, a returning member, uh, Mr. Zephyr. Hey, why don't we let some of the, the, the new blood go first? Okay. Since uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the old, well, I mean, new character, but, you know, old player. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll come back to keep, uh, to Zephyr. Then, why don't we go ahead? Well, like I, I can't, I got, I can't have you go after the NPCs. Sure. <laughs> the NPCs, the NPCs are at the end because they're non-player characters. You know, they're they're welcome to Cornelia, and that's it. I wish that's all they said. <laughs> obviously, obviously, this doesn't go in spoiler territory because you know. You, if, if you're if you're listening this far to with Chronicles of the Lost Realm, you know how season one ended, and the character I previously played is no longer with us. Yes, he is. So obviously, we're back with a new character. <laughs> he is too. Yeah, he's still with us. He makes delightful ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was in the first campfire. <laughs> I mean, that, that was, that's kind of been the running gag so far. Is 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 Billy is just still frozen? Yeah. He's dead. Don't get me wrong. He's dead, but he's frozen. Dude, he dropped like negative twenty past full health. Negative twenty past in one hit. Yeah, he's still frozen. He's like that caveman that broke out of Antarctica. You know what I mean? Like, he's not thawing out anytime soon. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get we'll get into all that in a minute. Uh, one of the newest bloods, uh, 
is a character that goes by the name of Muggsy. And I'm sorry, I keep forgetting what your real name is. <laughs> My name is Dylan. I play Muggsy. He is a halfling mobster. Um, technically, he's a barbarian rogue. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> is he really a barbarian rogue? characters to play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we 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 got to we got to we got to dig in a little bit on yeah. that. We'll we'll get back to that. That somehow make that somehow make everything that happened I mean, better. Thematically, <laughs> he's a mob enforcer. Um but like but yeah, he is a uh, halfling barbarian rogue and it's glorious. It, it really is. How else do you think he outmuscled you? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have the inventor of Bleen himself, Mr. Chris Rudder. <laughs> Chris, your cue. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a high elf uh, paladin, and uh, the inventor of Bleen, I invented, uh, invented this cool new uh, color that if you look at it one way, it's black, turn it another way, it's green, and... Uh, I think that's pretty cool. But the big question on my mind is, why Bleen? Why not Grack? Uh, well, you know, since I am a since I since I am an elf, I'm obviously going to have elven crafted uh, materials and everything. But uh, none of them have magical powers. They've just been imbued with a color you've never seen before. So that's why Bleen. <laughs> but why not? But, but and not Grack because black backstreet's Grack. All right. <laughs> and also because Grek is a uh, goblin knight that I play in another campaign. Is it really? <laughs> isn't that a snake, isn't is. that a snake ghost character? No, he's, he's a goblin. <laughs> well, speaking of little nose goblins, uh, Zep, you ready to tell your character now? <laughs> I am not a goblin. I'm a human. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's, that's debatable. Um, yeah, this this season, since uh, since Billy obviously is you know pushing up the daisies, uh, I now play a character by the name of Akla Temrek, who is a human wizard, um, with uh, how, how do you describe this? Um, He's fine, fucked up, insecure, neurotic, emotional. <laughs> no, I was I, I was gonna kind of what what uh, Phoenix said of uh, mag magical oh, dysfunction. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Premature invocation. Magic, is, ma magic doesn't magic doesn't really work right for him, uh, and he doesn't know why. And uh, that the uh, the problems with his magic uh, got him expelled from the Mages College. So he's currently searching for a magic teacher that is willing to teach him. So, like I said, premature invocation. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Most <laughs> most often, he actually manages to cast the spell that he intended to cast. It just has additional effects. <laughs> and and as as stated with uh, <coughs> with Zephyr is uh, Phoenix, also a new character. Um, I am playing Iolanth. I am a druid. Um. I don't know if I'm going to tell you what circle I am, just because that might be spoilers. <laughs> but needless to say, 
come quite in handy so far, uh, particularly as I entered the party in a uh, form that has caused another party member some significant discomfort. Oh, yeah. Uh, Akla, because of the nature of his magic, Akla is highly superstitious. So uh, any anything, anything that can, can be construed as possibly causing bad luck, he will almost immediately try to remove from the equation. Is that what you... Okay. Oh, so we're not bad luck. <laughs> so speaking, no, 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 no. speaking uh, of, because as soon as we started, Io had uh, had herself, and uh, uh, this is first episode. Yeah, yeah. We're assuming this is prior after first episode. So Io entered the the the, the lone drow as a black cat, <laughs> and so Akla immediately goes, "Oh no, not again!" and uh, starts trying to find this cat to remove it from the premises because. No bad luck. None. Not at all. Yeah. No. I had no idea why you were doing that. I'll be honest. <laughs> you were just kind of rambling around looking for a cat. I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking speaking of causing major discomfort, we had two very special <laughs> NPC guests who quite honestly in episode one and before i even introduce them let me let me make it abundantly clear we did go live on twitch.tv slash down sounds dicey gaming last night and we recorded the first three episodes of season two all at once so we will be talking about all three episodes but the only ones that we will allow and i will put a, a spoiler warning just in case uh, you haven't listened to episode one yet before this episode, we will be talking about episode one because that is live. You guys can check that out right now on YouTube, on Anchor, on wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Of course, uh, go to Patreon. It's it's free on there as well. Check it out. Make sure you enjoy it. Come back, hear, hear the conversation. But uh, We are not going to be talking about episodes two and three uh, in detail because they haven't released yet, and we don't want to ruin that for you. But again, speaking of things that were ruined for you, the two people that were supposed to be just plot devices who wound up stealing episode one. <laughs> In a glorious manner. In glorious, glorious fashion. <laughs> I think he needs us. The, the, perform the performance they gave uh, being plot devices in episode one is how they wind up becoming recurring characters in like a Team Rocket role. Prepare <laughs> <laughs> for trouble. Oh God! It's gonna get. It's gonna get to. The, it's gonna get to like many seasons down the road at the point where the stumble crew is just like, oh no, not these fucks again. <laughs> what'll be what'll be great is many seasons down the road. Many seasons down the road. They're gonna see us pop into the group chat. They're gonna be like, oh no. It'll it'll be many seasons. It'll be many seasons down the road after uh, after the original incarnation and all the subsequent incarnations of the Stumble Crew are gone, and they're literally like, "We're bored. Let's go find somebody else." <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, 
Oh, I could totally see that happening. I just wanted to go on record. They were intended to be reoccurring characters before this performance, and now it's guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> That's my compliment. I appreciate Thank you. But anyway, but I'm just, Dusty. I'm Salem. And uh, I just realized... We played NPCs that didn't exactly get named. Uh, mine did. Uh, yours did. But then, but then uh, Chris's character is just like, all right, now we're not, we're, not, we're not doing this. I don't care about what your name is. So you got you to yeah. squeak out. So we're not, we're not going to name our names just in case we come back. Yeah. And, and we'll eventually, you know, probably be... Named? Named. <laughs> we have names. It's just nobody cares. <laughs> oh, God. I, I just had a... I, I did just have a horrifying thought. I did just have a horrifying oh, thought for those characters. Uh, they keep they keep reappearing at random times or whatever else. I think I gave them the vessel. Like they're almost going to be Doctor Whoing it in that freaking dunk tank. <laughs> if they weren't before, they are now. I was going to say we didn't have that plan, but gee. <laughs> I mean, you say sh- you didn't, but I'm not gonna say I didn't. <laughs> I can appreciate the fact that I can get to you guys whenever I want to, but I'm wet every single time. <laughs> um, it, it, in, in, instead, instead of the TARDIS sound effect, whenever it leaves, it's an overstuffed, overstuffed washing machine on on uh, agitate cycle, <laughs> <laughs> including the bang. <laughs> Because somebody threw a sneaker in there. <laughs> fung, 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 fung. <laughs> well, as as we're throwing this in, I mean, we got to give the DM a, a little extra credit here, uh, because uh, my wife and I were actually listening to episode one today while we were going to get dinner. And, you know, uh, Anvil gave a spot-on Russian accent and came to my conclusion that... Uh, <laughs> He played a 10-foot giant dwarf, I'll let him go into more details about him, with a Russian accent who is completely hairy. I looked at her, and in total shock, she said, what? I said, oh, my God, it's our friend Max, <laughs> who is <laughs> a tall man, very hairy, and Russian. <laughs> I know. Uh... I don't know why, but I was expecting a more like stereotypical Russian name, like I don't know Ivan or something. <laughs> so I actually, I've always wanted to make a character that was a half dwarf, half giant, simply for like the ridiculous strength and the fact that you know they'd be about average size, but be so wide that they wouldn't fit through doors. <laughs> As we found out. And uh, <laughs> as I was looking at building him, I, I realized that storm giants are basically thunder gods. And I was inspired by actually the Iron Druid Chronicles uh, depiction of uh, Perun, the Slavic thunder god. And I was like, you know what? I'm making Perun, the hairiest, most Russian Slavic thunder god you've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to critique you, Anvil, just a little bit. When Josh asked for um, his payment in whiskey, you really should have counter off with vodka. I, I thought about it. <laughs> I really did think about it, but I felt like I'd already spent enough time at the bar. 
better. Well, we we kind of spent the whole episode at the bar. I mean, episode one ended that with us finally leaving. Actually, it, yeah, did, I know. it it did make me I didn't feel show kind up of. Till after. It did make me feel kind of bad that uh, you know we got all these new characters we wanted to introduce, and majority of the episode was me interacting with the NPCs. You got a nice show out of it, be all. <laughs> I was gonna say we we all we all got asked by Perun to to show up at this one place because uh, he had a job for us, and when we got there, we find he's sitting there trying to negotiate with the dude who supposedly was supposed to be doing the job with us. So we were wondering what the fuck was going on. I mean, did, did manage to get some entertainment by catching a cat paw to the face. So there's that. <laughs> that was not entertaining, and uh, you should feel bad about that. Because <laughs> you, you definitely gave Akla anxiety. But there was there was you beautiful. Don't, don't, don't touch people without permission. It was a cat. <laughs> there was there was beautiful back background interactions during the NPCs versus Ferran, with Melwood just saying, "I'll fireball him. I don't mind," you know, and. Uh, all the while, all the while in the background, you have Chris Rudder, Xavier running. Check out my cloak. When I turn this way, it's when I turn this way, it's green. Check out my color. <laughs> <laughs> like completely and totally disinterested in the whole conversation. I can't wait to show everybody my weapon. What, what, was, was, was the dunk tank challenge before or after the end of the episode? I can't remember. It, it, was, it, was, before. it was before. Okay. So, so we got we got to witness uh, Akla's first uh, magical misfire. Then, <laughs> yes, yes, because uh, because the characters annoyed. Magic for... missile perfectly casted, hit the target, set off the dunk tank, dunk the NPCs, immediately proceeds to lose all of his hair. Yeah, but you didn't dunk the NPCs because for some reason when the when the when the board dropped, they disappeared, and when the board reenacted, they were sitting there like they were a hologram. That's right. <laughs> that would be exactly what happened. <laughs> but don't mind us; we're normal people, really. Shut up. <laughs> we are normal people. Hey, they are really good at buying at, at selling things. They can I, anything they you need. They can sell sale. Anything you need, they can sell it. Is we that can. is that what of when they sell it to yeah. you? And they're really good at having inventory for sale. We didn't actually sell anything. <laughs> I, I went down a list. So, so, okay, so her character had like a little teeny tiny pouch that was just like you pull stuff out of it. Like, I was having a ball with that. My character actually had just a burlap sack full of just what the fuck ever. <laughs> well, her her sack I kind of took as like a Mary Poppins thing, like you know, like the little sack that pulls out a lamp. Exactly. Yep, that was exactly it. I still love I had the horse in there. So wait, they're 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 literally <laughs> like they're literally the the traveling merchant in every Final Fantasy game that just winds up in the weirdest places. Like, hey, do you need stuff? Like a walk in Final <laughs> Fantasy X. And 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 I feel like that's their role now. They're just they're just going to be the the merchants that show up whenever we need to buy stuff. I do have to correct them though. That they did the sell the one. They did half asked sell one thing. You sold the dunk tank. I may not be giving you oh, gold yeah, for right. it. <laughs> 
I may not have given you gold for it, but I did turn to Peru and said, all debts paid, yes? And he said yes. I said, <laughs> and Peru did pay them. That's mine. He also bought the, uh, the Ikea, and I don't know if anyone got it, but Ikea is spelled I-K-E-A. Oh, oh God, uh, Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we kept saying, some assembly required. <laughs> You guys were talking so fast, sometimes it was hard to catch it. And like I said, during during the interactions, I literally uh like like when we when we stopped episode one and we were taking a break before going to uh episode two, I was literally like I didn't know how to react. Like Ferran and I were, were one and the same person. I didn't know how to respond to the, what they were doing. <laughs> That's how you do it. We do what we're supposed to do. No, I gotta be honest. When I do accents, I do accents very quickly. But you know, I, I per, per, the idea behind my character was to speak as fast to be confusing as heck. That was something that Anvil and I had discussed. Okay, so. Did you guys like I, I, I? Again, because they stole the show, I've gotta ask. Did you guys practice this? Because like your timing off of each other yeah. was impeccable. Entire, no, no, no. I did. I did. No, he's talking about our, our play against each other. Oh, our play with each other? Not no. at all. I practiced the character while I was at work. <laughs> I had no idea what he was going to do till we sat down and you guys hit record. I had entire not, backstory all ready to go. We did not discuss with each other what we were going to do, so that was all live. Yeah, I had an entire skit of all the stuff in his burlap sack, if that ever became a thing. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I do, too. I had the worst. You... you you guys' performance was so good, you threw me off mine. <laughs> I, have, I have a voice for Akla. Akla's supposed to have a voice. <laughs> I didn't use it for the entire of the three episodes because I forgot <laughs> you guys told me. I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, we did not mean to do that. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of glad Ferran doesn't have... Doesn't have a separate voice, so they didn't throw me like that. He's supposed to sound like this. He's supposed to sound completely different from me. He's supposed to have his own little voice. And I didn't do it because you guys threw me off. <laughs> so, Oculus supposed to sound like Brainy Smurf? <laughs> I would like to say so, before this, I drew up a dungeon. Uh, my fiance and I, we drew up a labyrinth. And I had a bunch of stuff in between them because I did not expect to have enough material to uh, go for a full three hours. And I was real nervous that I was going to have to improvise a bunch of shit in, on the third episode. But like, we didn't even... Like, we didn't even make it to the dungeon. Taking a long time. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we all kind of went a little side questy. I was about to say, you, you, were pl you were planning for the manga. We were planning for the anime. Right. <laughs> well, look, I, I warned you that we'll we'll fill it with character development. The thing is, is that I personally, and, and you know, since Keith is the only other returning uh, player from season one, um, in, in the group right now, you, you correct me if I'm wrong in this, but the the dynamics of this group compared to what the original group was is like, and I, in no way. Knocking the original group, I, I love the original characters, the Blighted Crow, uh, uh, you know Valhan and all them. Like nothing but love and respect for those characters. But the dynamics of this group is so off the wall; it's literally night and day. <laughs> I, I, you know, there, 
I, I, I honestly feel like hashtag stumble crew is not this crew's thing. That that is for season one. Uh, I, I feel like we're the hashtag chaos crew. But you know what? I, I do I do kick myself. I do kick myself. Because uh, in the episode where, where Ferran finally agrees to do the job and he goes up to his room and, and he touches the, sh- the shrine and says, I'm going to make shit right. He shouldn't have said that. What he should have said is, I'm going on a stumble quest. I should have said that. I realized it afterwards as, as I'm editing the videos. I'm like, that was a perfect opportunity and I missed it. <laughs> Hindsight in 2020, <laughs> but it, again, it, it was again it was it was it's too late to fix it now. It, so many things, so many things like were throwing throwing the game off because it was so good, it was so entertaining. Um, like 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 uh, Anvil we was saying, we were not ready. We, <laughs> we weren't ready, but we weren't the only ones that weren't ready. I mean, we had people watching on Twitch, and they were. Dying laughing like uh like our, our newest Patreon, the armed the armed bear, admitting that he an armed bear. An armed bear, excuse me, an arm I'm gonna get it right eventually. An armed bear <laughs> said he almost spit out whatever he was drinking when, when Chris said bleen. <laughs> no, that was the other guy. Oh, that was the other guy. What was what that was, was some other guy? You think he said uh I snorted liquor when when you said bleen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, everything was firing on all cylinders. That like you know, Anvil was saying is like he was afraid we he wouldn't have enough material, and we didn't even get to the material. All we did was his <laughs> in the three yeah, episodes. Yeah, I was afraid we went too long. <laughs> <laughs> that that was part of the reason why Ferran started getting frustrated with your guys' characters because I was the same way. I'm like, we're losing the whole episode to me arguing with you guys. <laughs> so that that's why that's why Ferran was like, you know what? I don't care anymore. Shut up. <laughs> NPCs use talk no jutsu. <laughs> oh, by the way, I love when he threw us off with what exactly we're supposed to be doing. We're like, uh, God. God, God. <laughs> and I was like frantic. I, I was frantically typing, trying to figure out what all it was happening. And, and then they mentioned the they mentioned the brothel, and I was like, "Damn it, no! You weren't supposed to tell them it was a brothel." That was my fault. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say a goddamn thing. But the funny thing is, we were. I was thrown off by it. I didn't have what the item was. We're supposed to send them for. The the, the you were supposed to tell them the client had all the details. <laughs> I, the client knows. I here's the, here's my issue. So, uh, um, Perun and Ferran, Ferran, felt so similar. Ferran, the, the, they look so similar. I just glanced over it and I thought Ferran was the client. And I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's already here, but he's not so my client. Whole, the whole interaction was intended to, to happen with uh, Hillman. I didn't realize that Hillman was no longer involved until like ten minutes before uh, yeah. before we started recording, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Yes, we had all our instructions what to do with Hillman, and then also we're told there is no Hillman. We're like, "Uh, uh, Amble." <laughs> which, which by the way, there's. Which by the I way, saw Hillman being like, "Okay, 
I'll go get this item. <laughs> that that would that would have been Hillman too. I was like, oh god, this is gonna go so bad. <laughs> well, it worked out because then you made him say, "I owed the debt because of Hillman." It's like, of course, in Ferran's typical, it's like, I'm not responsible for that little imp. <laughs> but I love the fact that you that you even mentioned Hillman in. But the only thing that really confused me was when I started talking about the mirrored uh, uh, helmet being the uh, thing that was destroyed yes. by me, which did happen in season one. It was attached to a freaking Titan that we killed uh, invading the uh, Fae Woods. <laughs> and That's not our fault. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there trying to connect. Indiscriminately, okay? I'm trying to connect the dots of how the hell did their helmet wind up on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Now I know they're merchants. They probably <laughs> sold it to them. But it really. I think I think it's funny how we were inadvertently, and I got I got I got to get you guys' opinion on this. How we were inadvertently like tripping each other up. Uh, Keith brought up a good point, like how how good Dusty and Salem's. <laughs> Salem's uh, performance was made him forget that his character had an accent, his own, uh, you know, voice. Uh, Keith actually tripped me up when I was arguing with Perun uh, about uh, getting even with the queen. And I said, you know what? I don't want to make another enemy. And he turned around. What about uh, uh, getting revenge on the dragon that killed your friend? And all you have is Keith in the back. As I'm trying to give the dramatic turn. Like silence for the dramatic turn, like Ferran's, you know, soap opera type deal. Like he's turning around to stare at Perun, and Keith in the background breaks the tension and almost breaks my character with, "Ooh, he's got you there." (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, Uh, not not gonna lie, that 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 uh, that that resulted from uh, me temporarily forgetting that I wasn't actually playing Billy anymore <laughs> so like I said it but in the back of my head I'm like oh shit I'm not supposed to know that shit well I mean we were all we were all screwing with each other I, like I said I, I know Chris was kind of trolling it with that with that uh, with that bleen thing and I mean even Ferran got in on it. I know Anvil wasn't expecting Ferran to say, I want to test this bag of infinite holding by trying to put it over freaking Perun's head. I was scrambling frantically okay. to find a way to not. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's an even better moment for that, but it doesn't happen until episode two, so we can't talk about it. <laughs> well, we can we can go Talk, talking about talking about Anvil being unprepared for things. <laughs> you know, he, he definitely should have read up on the characters better. <laughs> well, well, honestly, let's let's get everybody's opinion. Um, what do you think of this incarnate, especially the people that know the original crew, or at least the original series? Uh, you know, the first season, and and how it's progressed to this group now. And, and you know, obviously, use use all three episodes as as your 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 jumping point. Just don't give away any spoilers. Like, what were some of the breakout characters that you thought really stood out for for the first three episodes, or or you know, the ones that you think are the ones that are going to be the ones to watch out for? Uh, 
Muggsy, as far as player characters go, Muggsy stood out pretty good. Um, pretty much the driving force of the narrative for at least the, the second two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I will drag uh, you forward, kicking him straight. <laughs> I do screaming. want to say, Muggsy named basically all of those characters. The only character that wasn't that that because I had names various names for various characters, and Muggsy came in and was just like, ah, all these names are garbage now. <laughs> <laughs> And most of them were most of my names were puns, but I'm really happy that we got to keep Tony. Cause that was just... <laughs> well, <laughs> you told me it was okay if I start spitting names at random. I, I did. Well... <laughs> I regretted that decision as soon as you started naming everybody else. <laughs> no, it was good. It flowed. It had a very natural flow to it. Of you know, oh hey Well, what was even worse wasn't the fact that he was naming them, but he's, you know, he's walking up to a cyclops. Hey, Carl, how's Clarice and the kids? It, like, he's get, he, he's putting on, he's giving NPC characters that guard a door a backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoy that, so I, I'd have to agree. I'd say Muggsy's definitely the one to watch for. <laughs> All right. Joining the group, though, I really enjoyed the number of throwbacks to the original group that kind of just naturally flowed into the story. It wasn't like they were forced in. No, that, that's definitely something I agree with. Because uh, uh, when I when I, when Anvil agreed to take over uh, hosting duties at Chronicles of the Lost Realm as a DM, uh, the only rules I told him is it, it, it's his world. Majority of it is a blank canvas. We've only stayed in one little section for the first season. I said, but the only thing that I ask is that the first season is canon. What has happened has happened. And he 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 took it and ran with it. He gave a lot more callbacks to season one than I thought he was going to. <laughs> or was expecting to. Like, I was thrown off that helmet was mentioned right away. I was really thrown off that that helmet that I forgot about was mentioned. <laughs> I just, I was thinking, I was like, Man, how am I gonna get convince these idiots to, you know, meander off on a quest? And I was like, I mean, I gotta see her, but like, just being like, I saw the future. You need to do this. It's kind of bullshit. So, <laughs> insert <laughs> Salem and Dusty. I still kind of did that, but, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? There was that one really unique item that stuck in my head. Let's go with that. I remember they broke that. Okay, so, so um, the whole, you know, Asir sees a thing in the future and says, look, this is this is the shit that's going down. It's a boring concept, but if you make it really, really interesting leading up to that, then it's okay. Then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, because... We enjoy any chance to improv, so it works. Yeah. I, I honestly am disappointed in myself, because... Uh, in, in, in the lead-up to the relaunch of uh, Chronicles of Lost Realm, start of Season 2, I went back and listened to some of the episodes, and we, we, we just listened to the, the last episode of Season 1, <laughs> just before we played that night. 
And uh, I'm sitting there kicking myself going, how the hell could I have forgotten the funniest thing that ever happened to Billy before he bit it was the fact that the last sound he ever heard was dial-up. <laughs> like, that, that is... That is 100% Chronicles of the Lost Realm canon. And Billy is unique, uniquely the only character to understand what the fuck happened to him before he died. <laughs> well, look, I can't, I can't so, speak, I can't necessarily speak for, uh, for some of the uh, players of, of the first season who you know, are no longer uh, a part of the group uh, as far as like in the future, if they ever decide they would want a cameo or return. But for the sake of argument, let's, let's go off of the assumption that they don't. Okay. Um, so the ones that didn't return Valhana, uh, the blighted crow, you know, Hillman. Um, what are the chances of the DM deciding to cameo them? And as, as NPC, I mean, I'm all for it, um, especially if we can get you know the original actors for them. I absolutely. Um, I'm pretty good with improvising, and my stories are very loosely plotted. <laughs> so it's easy for me to just slide things in in, in places. Because I, um, uh, I almost anything? see, I almost the blighted throw, uh, the, the the blighted crow becoming fixated again with uh, with Zephyr's character, because obviously that that spell backfire that happens to him has got to be the plague. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't I mean, know, like, the blighted crow who was a plague need doctor. Good medicine. <laughs> no, that happened okay. for so, like, guys. I just want you to know. I had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't know this show existed until 10.30 Thursday night. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Thursday, 10.30 Mountain Standard Time, so a little bit before 1 Eastern Time. Um, (laughs) And then Anvil asked if I wanted to join in, and thus Muggsy happened. I have no idea what I was getting into. (laughs) So he he said, I I asked him if he wanted to join in, and I expected him to have to, you know, come in on the next set. And he was like, oh, I got this character we can drop in. And I was like, damn, I guess you're playing tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I was already planning on taking the day off work so I could start start on time. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) And it it fit in so perfectly with what I had planned because I'd, I'd already sort of planned that to be sort of mobbed up. And when he was like, "Hey, I have this mob enforcer character," I was like, "Oh my god, it's 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 destiny." <laughs> also, just a little bit bit of backstory on where Muggsy came from. You guys know? Do you guys remember old Bugs Bunny cartoons? Yes, that yes. that was the first thing that do went through my head. The, okay, Rocky. My pal Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> I combined the two of them and made a D and D character out of it. <laughs> that was exactly what went through my head with uh, when 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 the came out as Muggsy. I'm like, okay, Rocky. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> what did, what did I call what did I call you in the episode? What did I call you a uh, a Jewish soprano? because you were you were given like this italian mobster but had a little bit of yiddish in it (laughs) Um, that's because i have a lot of long island jews in my family there you go (laughs) 
all right. Well, since you're the <laughs> since you're the new guy in, and like you said, you didn't know we existed. I, that brings a couple questions uh, to mind. So I'm going to target you for a minute here. Uh, okay. One, the question will be, uh, who do you think was the breakout, or, or the one that, that's going to be the one to watch out for from the episodes that you know? And then two, how much now being a part of it makes you want to go back and see the lore of, of the first season, or listen to, I should say. I think Yue, Josh's character, or I don't I don't actually remember his character's name. Uh, Aowen. Um, uh, I think it's Aowen. I think Aowen? He, yes. I think we should keep an eye out on him. I think he's going to get up to some fucking hijinks. Okay. Are we allowed to swear? Literally, yeah, you can, you, can, you can definitely swear on this. <laughs> okay, cool. Um... And um, this does make me want to listen to this a lot more and pick up some of the lore and figure out what what kind of a world I'm dealing with. <laughs> one that's unfolding before your eyes. Because like I said, in season one, I mean, we traveled from like a bar to like two or three villages and one ruin. So if you were to paint that on a continent, we took over like one square. There's yeah. a whole canvas to go. <laughs> <laughs> of a homebrewed world. So like I said, that's what I said to Anvil when he took it over. I said, you know, happen is canon, but you have a whole world that's yours. <laughs> and uh, and I, I ran with that. I liked that. Um, but I also, I feel like it's sort of my responsibility to give respect to the, the guy that initiated this world and sort of started it. So uh, I feel like and there's going to be a lot more throwbacks to season one. I, I hate admitting it, but I still haven't finished watching, see, listening to season one. <laughs> but, uh, I've seen the first episode and the last episode, or listened to. <laughs> look, I've seen look. the first ten, the first eleven, twelve, the first twelve episodes. Oh, did you? Did, did wait twelve episodes? You you got to uh, where we uh, had the day off at the Druid Festival then. Yes. <laughs> what now? It was priceless. <laughs> we, did, we did go to a Druid village. <laughs> it was a celebration in the middle of the woods, and uh, literally right after we uh, we had the battle with the giant with the with the the helmet, because <laughs> we came out of the Fey Woods and yes. wound up at that festival. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Oh my god! And that—that that, unfortunately, <laughs> that started Ferran's story arc to what it is now. <laughs> right. You're welcome. <laughs> no, that was that was when Ferran right. truly, it, it, truly Ferran. learned alcohol. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. It it didn't get mentioned at all during any of the three episodes that we recorded of season two so far. Do you still have the Displacer Beast? Yes, I do. I'm I'm imagining because months have gone by, Fluffy's no longer a cub, but I do still have the uh, Displacer Beast. So, <laughs> I, I imagine for you. I, I imagine he's like laying at the hearth of the fire, and you know, sleeping whatever. And people try to walk by him and keep tripping over him because he's a Displacer Beast, and everywhere they think they see him, <laughs> they he's like just assume it's stuffed. <laughs> You know, and, and you know, a displacer beast, he looks like he's laying here. He's actually three feet to the left. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 
the other question that needs to be answered, and I, I guess we'll get that in the season, uh, like I did say about uh, about uh, Cannon being Cannon. Remember, we also had eggs that were supposed to be part of the uh, what was it, the Hilton's Magical Menagerie? They should have hatched <laughs> by now. <laughs> yeah, uh, we well the the problem with that is we never actually found out what was supposed to hatch from Billy's egg. Right. Well, I think I would have Billy's egg. Well, that's DM's discretion, but I imagine I would have Billy's egg because he would have left it at the tavern that I bought. You, you, you've got you've got all all of his stuff. Like like, like you, he was frozen to death. You obviously you kept his hurdy gurdy. You have all of his things. Right. So here's my question: <laughs> Can we get a hold of the the previous DM and ask him? Hey, what was supposed to be in that egg? I don't know. Uh, when he when he left Realm of the Best Entertainment and and Sounds Dicey Gaming to to pursue his own interests, um, I've kind of unfortunately lost contact with him. Before before we lost contact, he did give me permission to to you know take this and run with it, which is why you know uh, Zephyr and I especially were were high-ended on we've got to get this back because at one point before sounds dicey was even launched chronicles of the lost realm was the highest viewed show on realm of the mist like people tuned in to see what we did next and i felt we were losing that audience by not giving a season two you know so uh i i was keith will tell you i was frantic to find a DM, and when you turn around, like I'll do it. I'm like, yes, now let's do it. <laughs> I like sort of mentioned it in passing while we were playing a game, and the next day you were like, hey, wh- when are we gonna do this? When can we do this? I was like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. Cool. <laughs> I was adamant about it. You were like, nice to know that I'm not the only person that sort of just happened to get sucked into this. Well, okay. Well, let, let's go to you. Let's go. Let's go to you then. Uh, do you regret coming in? Who, who, what was the performance that stood I, out to you? <laughs> honestly, um, the reactions to my character shenanigans in the later episodes, and unfortunately, because spoilers, but um, this is actually probably the second most fun character I've ever played in any of my tabletop gaming. Nice. Um, and my last one was just that was the first character I'd ever played, so it was a character that I was very connected to. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the fact that I literally built this character a week ago, <laughs> and then the week leading up to our first three episodes, and it's still a character that resonates with me more than any of the other characters I've played recently. Has been kind of a cool thing. Nice. All right. Nice. I know we originally turned you down because <laughs> we were going. We were asked to be players. We said no, and next thing you know, off to the side, got, what about NPC? It's like, oh, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> well, I'll get I'll get to you two in a minute, but let me let me get because uh, I know I know we're kind of distracting him a little bit here. Uh, Chris, same question, man. Uh, one, what do you think of uh, your your interactions now with the Snumble Crew, and 
with your opinion of the last three episodes, who do you think is going to be the one to watch this season? Uh, yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been fun, and uh, I like how everything is like really taking the DM off track. Uh, back whenever I used to play all the time, that was always the challenge to fuck up the DM's plan <laughs> as much as possible. It's always so fun the to frustrate. The uh, whole crew is rocking with that. That's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, I think Mugsy here is going to be kind of fun to fuck with for uh, Xavier. Um, <laughs> Uh, Xavier has a really weird sense of humor and will either start a lot of shit or just completely stay out of shit. So he could be an absentee ballot during a fight or he could start the fight one or the other because he'll flip a coin before anything major starts happening. If he just whether that's how he decides whether or not he's going to jump in. And what uh, happens if somebody steals all his coins? Oh, there's always something I can flip heads or tails, even if it's a fucking midget, man. It's all right. <laughs> now we know. Now we know the significance of Muggsy to Xavier. <laughs> yeah. I've always got a backup plan. Uh, yeah. you discover early on in episode two, he's not as easy to flip as expected. <laughs> Yeah, so what you're saying? Don't be. Don't... Honestly, we should have seen this coming because, to be fair. Anvil did tell us, uh, and, and, and when, when, when we were discussing him being the DM for this and what to expect, he linked us to uh, the story of Old Man Henderson and told us to use that as a guideline. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's, anybody who's listening is familiar with the story of Old Man Henderson, but if you aren't, go look it up because it's a great fucking read. But long story short... A player decided to troll his DM by creating a character with a 30-page long backstory of Doom that pretty much let him get away with whatever the fuck he wanted. <laughs> wow. Chaos ensued. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, abnormal characters and game-breaking characters. So. You know what? He probably... I'm, I'm a paladin. Good. The fact that I'm a paladin who really has no interest or takes no effort into helping to heal people, as a matter of fact, I go out of my way to like make it worse. Um, <laughs> so, oh yeah, it'll be uh, pretty cool. Well, see that that that's something I wanted to d dive in on. That's going to be my next question. But first, let me get the NPCs because uh, same question, and I'm going to add an augmented to the question to you two. Is uh, number one uh, obviously like I said the same questions like uh, your experience with with uh, with the Stumble Crew with the Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Uh, number two, who do you think the uh, breakout star is? And then number three, the augment here. You regret not taking player characters. Dusty, why don't you start? Why do I have to start? I don't want to start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually really... Fucking get on it then! I like drugs, so that's what I do. Um, no, I actually enjoyed Rudder's character. I want, I wish I could have interacted with my color-changing hair NPC more with his color-changing stuff. <laughs> but... Oh, we would have had a blast. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But there's still time. Oh, oh yeah. Wait. That means we're coming back. Um, but, yeah. But uh, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it would have been a disco by the campfire or something. <laughs> Chris, can you please repeat the questions for the Dusty? 
question question um, one was uh, uh, your experience uh, now with the, with the Stumble Crew. Uh, you know, explain explain you know how you feel about your time spent so far. Two, who do you think the breakout? Just your question at a time. Okay, question one. Your your experience. Express your experience um, with the Stumble Crew. I, I really I really enjoyed it. I I. I I did not know what to expect when I went into it just because we had not discussed how our characters were going to interact. We talked basically to Anvil alone. So to find that our characters actually worked together like we had planned it was actually kind of fun. And your reactions to them was even better. <laughs> like I said, it wasn't last. hard. It wasn't hard to act. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, uh, my uh, oh, yeah. my opinion of the Stumble Crew, uh, I I love the ability to have diversity that um, is shown. That is, uh, you can it, it happens in the background, it happens in the, and, um, you know right up in your face whenever. But it doesn't like immersion's just there. It's always it was always just there. You know I. I, I walked in as this this NPC that never got named, but I, during the moment, was that person, and you were the name that I'm gonna keep butchering, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and Phoenix was Io, and 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 and, and Rudder was was wearing bleed. It was great. <laughs> It was such a such a wonderful experience that honestly I've never had that sort of experience at admit, the tabletop. I will admit I died when when it was very early on with the introduction. I was introducing the characters. They went, but but Phoenix had introduced a character. You went because we got it. The rest of the well, no, thing, I'm not the one that meow. That's no, the no, best no, no, part. No, no, no. I just thought I was already there. No, no, no. Salem did. That's what I meant by you. I'm sorry. I meowed. He meowed because him and I were like, oh, she's already there. Just we got it. So Salem <laughs> mewed and I slapped him. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, question two. Question two was who, who, in your opinions, uh, after after the episodes, especially being an NPC watching your group, who do you think is uh, the, the the member of the Stumble Crew to watch out for this season? Like, who who's the one that's going to break out amongst the group? Did. I said I said my answer. We talked about Rudder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my answer is Io. I, have... I I have I have a bad feeling that I uh, uh, I have a bad feeling. There's a lot of shenanigans that are planned, and <laughs> I I just I don't know. I, I I have a feeling that eventually, however my NPC comes into play, is I I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm picturing that the the NPC is going to be doing a lot of interaction with, like, say, uh, uh, Ferran. Come on, come on, can't tell me. Ferran. Ferran. You, you had it right. You had Ferran. it right. I didn't correct Ferran. you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> going to have a lot of interaction just butting heads with Ferran. Oh, yes. But, like, the moment that, that this NPC has any sort of interaction with Io, it's going to be like, all right, 
who the fuck is the rest of these people? Oh, I, at, one point, <laughs> at, at one point, I had the severe temptation to have my character pick up Cat. I always had on the left going, I don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> you know, but I was like, nope, that, that's her character. I can't do that. <laughs> well, the funny part was, I had originally planned that that was my familiar that walked in and that I was already in the bar somewhere else. And then when Akla decided that the cat was bad news and he was desperately trying to find the cat, I went, you know what? Screw it. Not my familiar. It's me. We're going to roll with this as me. <laughs> we're just going to see what happens. It, it, it's funny. Yeah. You point you point out the what, Akla part. It took it would... forever for her to give any indication of where the cat was in relation in the... Uh... It, you know, to actually say it like to where the, the listeners could hear it because she's sitting here telling me in the living room like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm sitting over by the fireplace. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is, you gotta say it so I can interact with it. You could have discovered me by the fire without it being an issue. It's, I found the cat. Well, again, again. And it would have been fine. Well, again, like when, when I think you. when I immerse myself into this world and I'm listening to the to the story unfold, you know, even when I'm playing the part in it, I, I kind of think of it as like uh, a movie I'm watching, for example. So I, I look at it from like the camera lens, if you will. And I literally saw, you know, uh, Aelin, Aelin at the bar getting hounded by by Xavier about check out my suit. And he's, you know, posing, doing all different things in the background, you know, while, while we're focused on Ferran and, and the two NPCs. And in the background, you just see Akla like moving chairs and patrons trying to find this cat just in out of frame. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly how I, how I, I, I planned it to come off. So yeah, that, 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 that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny to get back right. get back on Salem real quick when he when he said like how how his his NPC character is like he he, he interacts with Ferran. But everybody else is like, who the hell are you? You you kind of demonstrated that because when uh, Eowyn came in because he got caught into the conversation a little bit and was like, wait a minute, what's this about? And you turned around and was like, oh, it's this box and it's this. And uh, by the way, who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, trying not to break character. I'm thinking in my head, like, that's cold. <laughs> And then I think question three is, uh, do we regret uh, not making PCs? Yeah. Um, I don't, just because the three-hour increment on a Friday, every other week, that's my time with my children. Fair and enough. I don't, I don't let anything get in the way of that. Nor should you. So, um, yeah, it would be fun, but it's a three-hour increment at a time, and that's a lot. If it was one hour every Friday, I'd be all over it. But it's just too big a chunk. <laughs> my answer fluctuates. Uh, my answer fluctuates when uh, when the recording was happening. Uh, the answer to that question was yes, I do regret. Uh, I I immediately was like, oh man, this is gonna be such a fun time. Having a having a PC would be so great. Uh, but now during this recording, my answer is actually no, because I've heard about Muggsy and I'm like, well, not topping that. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of kids, how would your kids like to be NPCs? Oh, they would love it. You know how they are. They actually, they, they, 
Hey, Chris, didn't we used to have a show for that? Actually, I was just about to ask that. How old are the children? Um, uh, we, I have a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. A 12 and a 14-year-old? Would they want to interact with an 11 and 10-year-old? Um, this is going to sound snobby of my 14-year-old, but no, he would not. He's gotten above children. <laughs> well, the reason, yeah. the reason I ask is we do His have words, a... not hers. We do have a children's RPG show on Sounds Dicey that will be coming back relatively soon, probably when this coronavirus is over with, called Little Crits. And it's literally playing... Well, right now we were doing a uh, a Star Wars module. We're doing a, a Star Wars spinoff, but we, we don't use like uh, high-end RPG stuff. We actually use uh, Amazing Fantasies, which is really simple for, for kids. But it's, it, it's all kids. They're the stars. So. <laughs> yeah, no, because my well, if it wasn't Star Wars, then my daughter would probably do it. But my daughter's not into Star Wars at all. Well, like I said, She's we're doing we're doing that now, but that doesn't mean that's going to be little crits in the future. Yeah. You know, uh, we we but started again, off as D and D. I like I like how when you first brought me into uh, Realm of Mysteries, I was so bad at promotion, and now it's just second nature. <laughs> It is. It really is. And uh, it's easy when you love what you're doing. And I, I won't lie, man. I sat here with a cheese-eaten grin as soon as we started the first episode. Like, as soon as the recording started and, and after we had a little mishap of Anvil not realizing his mic was muted. Um, <laughs> that, that was fucking great. Oh man, I love that I was able to give a something witty a bridge shout out because that was a joke straight out of their show. <laughs> but once once we got that straight, and I was priceless too because like the whole conversation, I kept saying things and nobody was saying stuff, and I I didn't think anything of it. I thought I was just sort of like everybody was having their own conversations, and I just got a was commentary on the back burner and. Then you guys were like, Anvil. Anvil. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> just muted himself. But, but the, ironic, the ironic thing is, is after that little mishap, when, when, when Anvil finally said, welcome to Chronicles of the Lost Realm, man, I got this cheese-eating grin on my face. I said, oh, my God, we're back. <laughs> you know? I, I, Honestly, I, we have so many different shows on, on Realm of the and, and subsequently sounds dicey and I'm proud of each and every one of them whether I'm involved with it or not but there is a special place in my heart for for Chronicles of the Lost Realm and what it really represents um, not just a love of D&D but like a, a, a true community because this is this is the one show more than After Hours for example that that really allows us to interact with each other in a way that's not podcasting and, and more like the family or friends gathering together, you know. And I, I think that comes off in, in the show with the way the characters interact with each other. And, and man, I just, I fucking missed this. <laughs> Plain and simple. Thank you guys very, very much for, for making season two possible. This, this, is, this is not just the fans who, who, who stuck by uh, Chronicles of the Lost Realm. This is not just my love of it making it exist. This is these guys here. They all wanted to be a part of this. This meant something to them, and, and it's alive now because of them. 
And that's about the, the end of the seriousness that I'll give to this. But thank you so much. Go team. We're just a crazy aunt and uncle at the table. <laughs> well, we've got Drunkle. <laughs> we've got Drunkle, drunkle Anvil. Oh, my God. I, I'm just, Is that I'm just Salem's... glad that we, were, that we were asked to do this as NPCs anyway. I thank you for that. Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean Does that mean we now know the identity of Salem's character? He's Uncle Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Uncle Touchy Two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh dear. I I will. Oh my god! I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining the next time we show up on set. Hey guys, good to see you again. And she's just all like, "Oh, it's so nice that you're actually out of prison." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shows that's up. The nice thing is we don't There's no way of knowing what we're going to say to each other, so you never know. Shows up. <laughs> shows up at the inn, and all the children all of a sudden like start pulling on like the waitress's skirts and pointing. It's like, yeah, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that this is going to be a great season, just because of the sheer amount of chaos mechanics we have in this party alone. I'm super excited for it. <laughs> I am really, really excited for all the, the I, chaos. <laughs> I, I was not prepared for Xavier's coin flip decisions thing. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, like, wait a minute. I, I, I've got a random chance for every spell I cast. Like, somebody's over here making all major decisions by coin flip? Yeah, he's Harvey Two-Face. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm I'm just waiting for like Keith's or Zephyr's character to just like TKO and Xavier to be saved simply because he flipped a coin and decided to stay out of that battle. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been saved, but uh, the coin never lies. Well, that leads to the, that leads to the yeah, final. Something like that will happen. We may we may have act, we may have accidentally saved ourselves from the chance of a catastrophic failure from my character, because um, in in leveling our characters to level eight off the bat for everybody starting out new, I have some semblance of control of what the random effect is. Well, you're you're welcome for that. I I didn't think it was fair if Melwood and I. Uh, being the returning characters were level eight, and everybody else had to start at basic. Again, with everything being a canon, I, I, I felt like before they became Stumble Crew characters, they've had their own adventures, had their own experiences. They're not coming in as as uh, recruits. They they're veterans in their own way. You know, and that, that was something. That, being said. that was something Ambo and I talked heavily about. Like I I want them up to snuff with with the returning characters. That being, right. that being said, um, I can always choose to go with the catastrophic failure if I if I ever land on one. Just depends on the so rule we'll of cool. <laughs> depends on the rule of cool. As long as it happens to you and not my bar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how it fits with the narrative. Because a 
Why do I see you guys oh, you as have... like the uh, annoying fucking credit card people that call up at like eight o'clock in the morning? <laughs> We've extended your line of credit. I might know the head just fell out while introducing Pocket Yak. Pocket Yak, pull it right out of your pocket, put it on your head. It's not going to do Our anything to your hair, but it looks like you had hair, right? <laughs> Our information shows that your car warranty is about to expire. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> as 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 one of uh, Akla's spells are going bad, they just uh, appear as like, do you need health insurance? You use your spell slots. You want something for that? <laughs> Don't worry, this doesn't hurt you much. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> All right, so the final. I really enjoyed the part where, as we were leaving the bar, you guys were complaining about how nobody bought anything, and you still had so much stuff in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> she does, though. I don't know if it worked. I don't know if it worked, but I was uh, when when the characters were in the dunk tank. I had my hands covering my face. <laughs> trying to symbolize that they were talking through the dunk. Yes. I don't know if that works. <laughs> I know. I just I had this perception that as we were all leaving, it's kind of like those guys in the kiosk at the mall where it's like you won't make eye contact because maybe they're gonna grab you and you'll never get away. Just <laughs> <laughs> guys, you go back to the bar. They set up a piercing pagoda. <laughs> look, you, you look, you, you Salem Dusty. You know what's got to happen now that she said that. Next time the uh, dunk tank appears and you guys are there and they try to walk by just grab their arm and start squirting lotion on them <laughs> you'll never dead. believe this perfume you said the trolls just died for it really. <laughs> it sets you on fire here's the antidote <laughs> free sample free sample <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets to dunk again yeah <laughs> So, uh, you know, the, the only, I think the only disappointed episode, only disappointing part to episode one, and I, I tried to get it out of Anvil, but he was, I, I imagine he was so mesmerized by, by everything that was going on, he, he missed the cue, is when I forced Ferran to, to go talk to Dad, and everybody made a joke about Daddy's Boy, which I laughed at, but I was really hoping that there would be a conversation or at least a, 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 an on-air interaction between Nim and Ferran. I was kind of disappointed we didn't get that. Man, I, I'm sorry I missed that cue. I, I misunderstood that. <laughs> well, it was also to try to get away from the two salespeople, but I mean... <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if we were going to have like a... I, I was wondering if we were going to have like a Danny Tanner full house moment. Where Nim actually imparts <laughs> imparts words of encouragement and wisdom to Fran about needing to take on this 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 menial task. Everywhere you look, <laughs> everywhere yeah, there's those guys, there's those guys. There's yeah, those in, 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 don't don't feel bad about missing that cue. It's okay. You were too busy multi-track drifting. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I was planning on giving him a uh, moment with his son. Especially since you didn't give him a voice in the first episode. Uh, Technically, I did. And this next coming up episode, where he, he mentions to you that he's glad to see, that he's happy to see you out and about again. 
Actually, I did give him a voice. If you want something to go off of, we did have. Did. Uh, it was it was never on the episodes, but we did create uh, uh, backstory videos for a lot of the characters for Chronicles of the Lost Realm, and I actually gave Nick a a uh, a gruff and and uh, uh, kind of whispery voice because of the of everything he's been through. Like, just somebody who's worn down. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, very soft-spoken, but gruff like he smoked too much. And it's really just because of the years and years of torment that he suffered at the hands of the Spider Queen. You know, type deal. So, there is technically a voice. However, whether or not that's canon, that's discretion. All right, I'll, I'll well, I mean, run with that. I can it, run with it, that. It's it's not like it's a huge deal if we if we uh, if we have weird voices right. for characters for a little while. We completely swapped out my voice actor for half of season one, and nobody even noticed. You <laughs> me on this the day of my son's wedding. <laughs> oh yes, give him give. Him. <laughs> He's the godfather now. Yes, give give him that voice. Oh, <laughs> every the time these have different accents every time they show up. Why not? <laughs> but the big Any, the, the big time Nim speaks, Muggsy just instinctively takes off his hat. <laughs> <laughs> on the but, day of your daughter's you wedding. Bug Muggsy's all like on the day of your mu- on your of your daughter's wedding. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> Boss, you want I should handle this for you? <laughs> Nim, Nim, Nim's trying to get Nim's trying to give uh, Ferran an inspirational speech. Muggsy's just over in the corner playing a trumpet very loudly. <laughs> look, look. I'll be honest though. The one thing I was expecting because because uh, that Anvil and I agreed that Ferran woke up. And decided for his retirement years he would he would man the bar of, of of the tavern. I fully expected like Woody Harrelson from Cheers. <laughs> I I really did. I half expected like interaction with Nim and Anvil just give me this. What's up, Mister Peterson? And I don't know what I would have to do with that. <laughs> but uh, now the, the the final question I've got to I got to throw out to everybody here because uh, we are way over on time. But I've just been enjoying this conversation. For those that are listening, and of course uh, who, who are watching this video subsequently on YouTube or or listening to it on on one of the the, the uh, audio channels. There will be a part two with some of the other members who who unfortunately couldn't join us tonight. So be on the lookout for that. There's going to be another Chronicles by the Campfire where we have more conversations, excuse me, with some of the other Stumble Crew members. But uh, let's look forward a little bit. Like besides episode two and three, which are in in the can as it as it were and ready for release, episode two releases tomorrow morning uh, for Patreon supporters. Uh, so they get early access a week before the episode to everybody else. So. Guys, you know, go go over to the Realm of the Mist uh, Patreon. Dollar, you can check out the episode before everybody else. Uh, plus other 
bonuses and, and benefits. The more money you give us, the more content we can make. That's it. Uh, but the, the big thing is, is beyond episode three here, moving forward, I, I definitely want to get everybody's impression of what do you think is in store for this group in this season? Just speculation. Chaos. Glorious you should know, Anvil. If you don't, we got a problem. Pure <laughs> fucking chaos. Okay. Uh, I think we'll take a fresh game. What's that? I just if if we do decide to give uh, our first Patreon sub- subscriber an NPC slot, really should be just a bear with swords. <laughs> I, that's what I was planning on. I was planning a, a, a bear with a strange metal helmet with a red eye on it, and a, a sword, and a very odd crossbow. And very, very tight armor where his fur is sticking out of all the cracks and crevices, but nothing on either yes. arm. The arms are bare. Because he's got the right to bear arms. <laughs> <laughs> all of the bear's armor is etched with the the numer- uh, the letters 2a <laughs> <laughs> is that some sort of god uh, <laughs> nobody gets it i get i get it no i'm saying like all of our characters nobody gets it uh. <laughs> Because the only character that would is dead. See, I think I think if there's if nothing else, that's the one thing I'm going to miss most about your your old character, Billy Knowles. We have a habit of making a lot of pop culture references, inadvertently, just fits the moment or whatever. And Billy was a meta character. He got him. <laughs> he got them and made them. So someone, someone I do want to mention. Fun- some of my most fun moments of Billy were, were when somebody else would make a meta joke and Billy was just looking at confusion going, how the fuck do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I believe I believe Dylan was about to say something before Anvil did and, and uh, we kept jumping over him. Here, go ahead. Oh, it was just that uh, before I said a word in this game, I was about half in the bag. <laughs> I had about six shots of bourbon in me before I even started. Nice. Um, because I was told I was going to be talking a lot sooner than I was. And apparently that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't want to spoil I don't want to spoil Zephyr and I might have been the only people that weren't consuming alcohol during our uh recording of the first Well, day. I was sober. I'm Are your you? sober drunk uncle. The all-consuming flame of Pepsi. <laughs> no, it was Mountain Dew this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> no Pepsi, man? Actually, I've been two weeks sober. I'm sorry. In total. <laughs> In my life. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, you know, like, like, uh, Muggsy, Muggsy was a shot character, and I don't want to spoil anything or whatever, but when you first came in, it took me most of the episode to realize that you were a player character. I thought you were another NPC. 
Perfect. <laughs> you know, when when a campaign when a campaign that, is done right, like... you really can't tell the difference. <laughs> what was that, Chris? That's why I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to kill him with a morning star." I thought he... That's why I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to kill him with a morning star," because I thought he was just another NPC. I was going to make it difficult. <laughs> That's that exactly again. I don't. I, we we we're dangerous spoiler territory. But I mean, I guess we could talk about this since people know that Muggsy exists. That was why I gripped him up. <laughs> I'm like NPC. Who cares? Hanging from a tree. <laughs> Did you not notice I rolled something? <laughs> Right, you did do that. And, <laughs> the uh, grapple. and it, since we're talking about things that get carried back from season one, and, and Keith will, will attest to this, Ron is terrible with tra- strength checks. <laughs> yeah. I think I failed everyone in season one. <laughs> no, you, you, succeeded, you succeeded in at least one. But, like, pretty much every time a strength check came up, you, like, had anxiety. I did. I really did. <laughs> from season or from episode one, when it was just me and Hillman, we're, we're off on that little prelude uh, quest and I'm supposed to open this gate and I roll a five <laughs> and Hillman rolls a 19. He's the one that lifts it. <laughs> and outstrengthed by a, uh, by a halfling. I just want to say that means that you've been outstrengthed by a halfling twice now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I will admit though, one of my favorite one of my favorite halfling moments was was uh, Hillman. Actually, there's two of them. One in, in, involves the uh, the helmet when uh, yeah, we the cliff- fireball where he just killed everything. Oh, wasn't that wonderful? <laughs> Like this, we we so we cliffhang hung this episode when when they invaded the Feywood and it's just a bunch of queen's hands running in and the the Titan running in and like it was we, supposed to be a cliffhanger. It was supposed to be a dramatic fight and Hillman ended it in one fucking move. That was it. Yeah, like we we left that for like what was that? That was a two week break. We, we that was like a mid season finale. And when we came back, it was literally the first roll. He crit everybody with a fireball. <laughs> it was over. And poor Ray, our DM, he was just like, fucking with you guys. <laughs> you know, but my favorite one, my favorite one was right after with, uh, with the, uh, with the, uh, the druids and uh, agility check. The agility check, and he's just doing cartwheels and singing. I'm a, a major a general. <laughs> <laughs> the javelin throw, where he like beats both Billy and I in the javelin throw, and he's throwing a toothpick because he can't carry a full javelin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I I I I I, I really. I don't, about, I don't know about you, but my favorite. I don't know about you, but my favorite hill moment was me dropping the book on him. Yeah, <laughs> that one was pretty good. To be oh, curious play, uh, curious platypus is on. How you doing? And they said, uh, to be honest, the uh, I, I 
missed that. That was that's... about um, Muggsy being an NPC. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, good. So I'm not the only one who was like, it's an NPC. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel bad now, though. Which one's the murder hobo? I wasn't going to kill him. I was going to hang him from a tree branch. I was, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking like my, my mindset was like an old eighties, like high school show where the bully hangs the, the kid by the flag. It's pretty much what Ferran was going to do to this guy. Anvil didn't do a great job of describing him. He's, um, (laughs) Muggsy is three feet tall and three feet wide, wearing two thirds of a three piece suit and a bowler hat. With a face like a, a bulldog that took up bar fighting as a hobby. Okay, now you you, you get you got to give a little bit more detail than that because when you say two thirds of a three piece suit being you know three feet so wide he's and three wearing... well understand understand let me finish because the first yeah. thing that popped in my head was Porky Pig with no pants. <laughs> I'm not gonna well, lie. He doesn't have the jacket on. He's not Porky Pig in it. <laughs> Everything but the jet. Oh, oh, speaking of no pants, the NPC that I played definitely did not have pants. pants. You did mention it. I don't think I would pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, I pulled the pants out and handed it. She is Uncle Touchy. I handed you pants. I did. I pulled them out of the pouch and said, Here's your pants, remember? I did hand them to you. Thank you. Missed opportunity to not have the Queen's hand running in for the flasher in the. (laughs) <laughs> where Mel Wood could have just turned around and been like oh shit not again <laughs> every time he he's got his knees like seven feet apart <laughs> but sitting there doing the basic thing <laughs> but I mean you know when, when, Ferran, when Ferran met Muggsy it's like here's this little smart mouth kid uh, you know halfling calling all, all of us a bunch of idiots when I'm literally checking what was in front of us, and again, I'm 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 being vague because I don't want to ruin anything, and he's calling us an idiot because he thinks we're gonna jump right into the problem as I'm discovering the problem, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> time to teach this little smart mouth a lesson. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> expected you guys to sort of like get off and proceed cautiously with your swords out and just sort of walk right into the pit trap expecting you know an enemies enemies to jump out and it got ruined when freaking uh, eo could talk to animals i'm like crap <laughs> well that that in effect my ca- officially spoiler territory guys yes, we are. Definitely <laughs> yep. well, well that in effect well, my character's a ranger <laughs> That and the fact that my character's a ranger whose favorite terrain is forest. So, <laughs> like, I have bonuses to all that stuff. <laughs> but I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, okay, the, the, the crew's working well together. I was caught it. I'm catching it. I'm figuring it out what it is. And all of a sudden, here comes this little, you know, oh, you're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Okay, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> like that's Ferran's whole character is I'm oh, not dealing we, with this. <laughs> we, should, we should really we should really be we should really be happy that Muggsy showed up when he did 
because uh, Akla was about to cast Detect Magic. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and there's how we would have fallen into it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody blows up. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it becomes the star so, Sarlacc pick from Return of the Jedi. Cat... <laughs> Akla cast detect magic, the pit gets wider. <laughs> at least we would have then known exactly what we were looking at. I mean, it's getting bigger. But I promise you guys, I promise uh, you guys, so listen. Before I get off here, guys, I, good. Oh. I do want to say one thing, um, and I'm, I'm disappointed it didn't come up, but uh, the whole reason behind why Perun isn't allowed back at that brothel. It's because he was trying to convince all the uh, prostitutes to uh, leave and come work for him. Well, we got that. Because Florida. he's a racist. <laughs> we got them. We pretty much got that. We think it bared repeating. It's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Well, with him constantly changing my <laughs> inn and tavern, um, when am I going to see a stripper pole? Because I have a feeling that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying there's going to be slot machines, but I mean, there's going to be slot we're, machines. We're definitely crossing into different episodes here, guys. All of a sudden, the sign <laughs> says, not loan anymore, Drow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, got, anyway, def- got to get off here, guys. All right, cool. I'm gonna enjoy I'm, your evening. You, you as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bringing this one to a close myself, guys. I want to give you guys like a, a final say on on Chronicles of the Lost Realm and uh, what you think so far. And a, before you do, I'm, I want to just point out to everybody again: make sure you're checking in for season two. It releases this sat this coming Saturday uh, at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Anchor, uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment or Sounds Dicey Gaming. Trust only one so if you put it in the search bar we will appear um guys i'm again i can't even express in words how excited i am to be bringing this back to you guys i'm so thankful for the crew i'm so thankful for anvil and his dming I'm so thankful for you guys enjoying this as much hopefully as much as, as i do there i'm gonna let you guys go ahead and uh say pieces Don't don't everybody jump at uh, once. I, I hope I hope everybody <laughs> looks looks forward to uh, the future of Realm, uh, Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Uh, it's certainly looking to be fun a fun time. Uh, make sure you donate to our Patreon. Uh, can't this? express how important that is. Like that, the more money we make doing this, the more content we can generate, and the, the we can start giving merch and just. Better, better content all around. <laughs> a hurdy gurdy necklace that, when you press the button, it makes the AOL sound. <laughs> now, now I'm just imagining a graphic tee. It's a hurdy gurdy, and it's got like a little uh, bubble coming up of like a sound coming off of it, and it's just the the AOL. Yep. Logo. <laughs> that's it like that's it I know places I know places I can get it too I, I know I know I can get a hold of it 
every fan that that that, that comments on the episodes that they you know hashtag Dave Billy, I will send you a free AOL disc. <laughs> they all remember the freebies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Pretty sure that guy's gifting, but okay. <laughs> all right, so all right, that was that was uh, that was uh, Keith. Uh, Dylan. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I got not nothing. This is Dylan. Um, <laughs> support our patreon thank you for listening i'm really excited uh to be playing with you guys because this seems like it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, i hope everybody else is excited as i am oh absolutely phoenix uh this is phoenix um this is the one place you can find me online so i'm looking forward to continuing to do this and yes please listen donate tell all your friends Absolutely. Oh man, Rudder. Oh, did we kill Rudder? Uh, Hope remember? everybody enjoys the show. It's been fun. <laughs> and uh, I suppose the, uh, what, the sock drawer crew That's will remind everyone that for the future, I think, wink, wink, you should bring aftershave. It's going to be a thing, I think. I think. Yep. Okay. It's going to be a thing. Shh. Spoilers. But be sure to support. <laughs> be sure to support Realm of the Mist. It's not the of gaming. And you might get to see us back. Or, or not. Um, you might or, not. I don't know. It's out. It's all. It's all a whirlwind of. of That's the joy of NPCs. Greatness and chaos. <laughs> we'll make Dusty, Dusty, and Salem's NPCs return a stretch goal. <laughs> <laughs> we reach this many stations. You get to have four. Oh, I just had a. We might bring them back. We don't really want them, but you know. (laughs) Oh my god, I just had a terrible thought. What if they're a plant by Baba Yaga? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, the guy we're currently working for is a Ruski, so I mean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Guys, guys, thank you very much for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this in any capacity, hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe, support, follow. Go check out all the other great Let's Plays and tabletop content of Sounds Dicey Gaming. And, of course, our sister channel, Mist Entertainment, for all your podcasting needs. And, of course, if you prefer your podcast or the show in audio-only format, check out Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Breaker, uh, Radio Republic, uh, there's so many to mention, just wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And we will catch you for episode two of Chronicles of the Lost Realm next week. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>